laser treatment. Visible and invisible red light waves are concentrated and sent through the type of lasers used for this type of cosmetic procedure is called CO2 fractionated lasers. Because of this tendency of regrowing after the CO2 session, there may still be small flat with other ingredients are really, really effective in numbing the area uh, really, really quickly without using occlusion, which is a technical term. Normally, local anesthetic This is a readout of the page syringoma and laser. Um, syringomas can be you, uh, removed by using lasers and this is what this page, web page is about. And I'm gonna just do a readout with some commentary which you may find of interest. And also if you're not able to actually read it then you can play it in your background. Read the web page. We recommend you do actually access the web page and you examine it and you study it yourself. So, syringoma laser treatment is very effective in removing syringoma, but it is very expensive. The syringoma laser removal method is similar to electrolysis or electrical arcing to, um, to removing the syringoma, but slightly more difficult to perform and also more dangerous. There is a video on the, on the topic. Laser treatment. Visible and invisible red light waves are concentrated and sent through a laser aimed at the syringoma destroying its tissues. So basically what this is doing actually, in one sentence we are describing a CO2 laser, because CO2 laser has got infrared light and um, is actually used for this application. Laser therapy is used, um, is usually uh, the preferred treatment option for syringoma removal because it significantly reduces the risk of scarring and infections. And in many cases, it only takes a single laser procedure to remove the growth entirely. Lasers are one of the preferred options for benign skin lesions removal in many cosmetic clinics. Now, this is all true and um, the, the new stuff which is not here, uh, which, uh, because we actually wrote this a few years ago, is that lasers very quickly are being replaced by electrical arcing devices, which are extremely good for the same purpose. And you'll see this in other videos anyway. This is due to the high degree of accuracy of most, co co uh, most modern cosmetic lasers and because of its high accuracy, of, and, sorry, and because of this high accuracy and precision, the risks of scarring are very low. Generally, the results are very good and for benign skin lesions removal and consequently for syringoma removal. So basically, what we're saying here is that because aesthetic lasers, cosmetic lasers, especially when we say this, the best laser for this is CO2 lasers, 
has been used for several years to remove um, lots of lesions uh, on your uh, on your face on your body uh, lesions removed for aesthetic purposes and not um, and for this reason also seringoma has have been removed for uh, with lasers co2 lasers and specifically uh, however nowadays as i just mentioned before due to the lower cost of electrical arcing devices and the fact that their, their training is much uh, much easier to uh, to get than with lasers um, and the fact that they're lower much lower cost than lasers um, makes arcing devices easily accessible by cosmetic clinics now more and more people in cosmetic clinics are using electrical arcing devices which actually achieve the same accuracy and the same results in lasers but with a fraction of the cost. Lasers for setting on removal. Welcome to the state-of-the-art technology for cosmetic training, um, treatments. Lasers are often associated to high technology, with high technology and safety in cosmetic treatment. Treatments. Now, the reason is because well, there's a number of reasons. Basically, lasers have been regulated over a number of years, especially during later years have been heavily regulated. Therefore, you associate uh, lasers with safety because of the high regulation and also high regulation means high costs. So if somebody wants to remove your seringoma by using lasers, make sure that, well, you're going to be um, built much more than you would have actually, uh, uh, would other, uh, than you would have otherwise actually been built, built because of it is actually it is actually one of the most expensive ways to remove your seringoma using lasers so i'll just repeat lasers are often associated with high technology and safety in cosmetic treatments for mole and benign skin lesions removal in general the perception is not mistakenly mistakenly placed lasers are very effective in removing little moles and buff marks with a high degree of accuracy this means that if used properly, laser seringoma removal can be ex can have excellent results in one session only, and this is very very true if you actually know how to do it. The type of lasers used for this type of cosmetic procedure is called CO2 fractionated lasers. Laser, if used for common eruptive seringoma, usually one ablative session per seringoma will suffice to remove the benign, the, these benign um, skin lesions using the CO2 laser. Now the other side note here is that if you've got eruptive, eruptive seringoma, it's gonna be, your seringoma is going to be throughout all your body so it's going to take a bit of time in order to make it happen. One, uh, on, the other, on the other hand, when removing treating perorbital seringoma, it is usually recommended um, a minimum of two courses uh, of cosmetic treatments. Um, this is the reason for using two is um, because, well, first of all, this was actually uh, written uh, a number of years ago when we didn't have as much experience, but now we know that it is possible to actually do it within one session, even around your eyes. First ablation of the small benign lesions with the use of the CO2 laser. The client uh, usually requires two to three weeks to recover from the treatment. After the recovery, the client can undergo a deep peel at the clinic of the area treated by the CO2 laser 
or be prescribed a course of daily pills to smooth the area where the treatment was carried out. Um, this is basically what we're saying here is basically you do a CO2 laser session and then you do pills. The reason for it is because we actually, at the time, we read a paper where um, they actually, in this paper, which is still published on the internet, it states that CO2 laser with a course of cosmetic pills TCA is extremely good in removing syringoma and just keep, keep syringoma at bay because one of the, the things that is actually, is actually now common knowledge now, it wasn't before, is that when you, re, when you actually pee, when you level off the syringoma with the surrounding skin, this is not enough in order to remove syringoma and they're going to be back. So what they've done in this study, because people are scratching their heads of syring, about syringoma because there wasn't much information out there, they were actually leveling off the syringoma and um, and then the syringoma came back soon after healing. So in order to actually uh, suppress the syringoma, they prescribed TCA pills after the laser procedure. And this, in this research paper that we found at the time, it's still there on the internet. It, this is the procedure described. So this is why we put it there. Um, but nowadays we know that the best way to remove syringoma and minimize the risk of recurrence is by just going much deeper into the skin as you would actually do with other moles, which, which is to say just leveling them off. Um, so if you go deeper, the likelihood of recurrence is not zero, but it's, uh, it's still there, but you shouldn't get as high of recurrence as usually happens when you actually um, try to remove them within um, one session just by leveling off the syringoma with the surrounding skin. If you've actually watched the uh, section where we talk about the anatomy of syringoma, you'll actually see that syringoma is actually residing also inside um, the dermis, is actually pushing down the dermis a bit. So in order to remove them really well, you've got to actually go and burn them down a bit more than just leveling them off with the surrounding skin. So um, that is the reason for it. Therefore, the first line of um, cosmetic treatment is usually to destroy this sweat duct tumors by using the CO2 laser. A topical anesthetic is usually required to be applied on the area to be treated with the laser for maximum comfort for the client. However, these unsightly benign skin lesions uh, don't go away without a, a, a fight. Sometimes they are quite difficult to eradicate in just one session because they tend to regrow quite quickly. Because of this tendency of regrowing after the CO2 session, there may still be small flat bumps which can be leveled off with the cosmetic peels. So this is exactly what I was actually mentioning before. The cosmetic peels that can be used can either be for home use, glycolic acid at 10 to 20% concentration or mandelic acid 20 to 30%. The reason is basically mandelic acid is much milder than glycolic, so we've got to use a higher uh, percentages than glycolic acid. If the cosmetic pe practitioner prefers one or two sessions with high concentrated peel, um, 
of high concentrated PO can be applied as appropriate on the patches where the syringoma are still uh, slightly raised. Now what we're saying here is that you can either do these POs at home after the laser treatment or whatever treatment with, uh, with Arkin devices, for example, and if you do at home, you've got to use milder peels and you just use it on your own face and just try to keep them at bay that way. But if uh, you're doing a clinic after that sort of treatment, then normally you want to actually use higher concentration peels which will selectively burn the, the syringome and therefore you just place that peel, that glycolic acid and normally it's TCA, only on the syringoma because that TCA uh, or that peel is extremely strong, the one that is used in clinics because they want to actually get rid of your problem in the least amount of time. In order to do that, you have to use high concentrations of TCA and therefore high burning capabilities which you do not want to get on your healthy skin. So when I say healthy skin, your normal skin because it's not as if syringoma is making your skin unhealthy, it just looks a bit not not pretty. So numbing creams and anesthetics. Although lasers are considered to be um, high-tech, even a mild superficial ablation can be uncomfortable or even painful. Even with the use of lasers, it is always advisable to numb the area before the treatment. In cosmetic or beauty clinics, the preferred option are topical anesthetics containing 5% emulsion preparation containing 2.5% lidocaine, prilocaine, respectively. Numbing creams like Emla. These preparations are usually available without prescription from uh, the local chemist. This type of topical anesthetics are normally used uh, also by tattoo artists to numb the area before tattooing. Since the two artists are normally not medically qualified, there is usually a mild topical um, anesthetic available without a prescription, depending on local legislation. Um, just a side note on that, when we wrote this, we were actually investigating also the legislation on uh, topical anesthetics. I'll give, you, I'll give you the reason for it, because up until, say, 2015, there wasn't much um, information available on syringoma, so most of the information was um, through um, doctors. So it seemed as if, according to the claims made by doctors, is, uh, that was a uh, medical procedure, but then we've done a research and we found out that it's an aesthetic procedure, so it's not uh, only done by doctors, it can be legally and has been legally done by uh, beauty therapists as well, so it's not something that only doctors can do. So we investigated this, um, this legal aspect of, um, aesthetic, of aesthetic treatments by using uh, numbing creams quite in depth. So we find at the time that, hang on a second, tattoo artists still use numbing creams, so it's not as if you use a numbing product that the, the treatment is medical. So this is quite, quite important because there's been a, a, a fight. Um, doctors haven't actually given up on the fight in order to keep their market to themselves, uh, especially for this uh, sort of problems because um, um, now, especially due to the internet, all this information is dumped down to the public so people get more 
and more information so um, doctors are finding more and more difficult to charge a high price in order to remove the simple lesions. At dermatologist clinics, uh, usually up to 20% concentrations are used in topical aesthetic, anesthetic creams. So what we mean is that lidocaine and prilocaine, are, lidocaine is used at 20%, prilocaine has 5% um, in most uh, cosmetic clinics when doctors are doing them because these sort of solutions, 20% lidocaine, 5% prilocaine um, with other ingredients are really, really effective in numbing the area uh, really, really quickly without using occlusion, which is a technical term. Normally, local anesthetic injections are not required for the simple procedure. However, some doctors accustomed to administering injectable lidocaine can opt for lo lo uh, local anesthetic. And this is actually happening in South Africa when I've done a syringoma removal myself on, uh, on um, uh, a gentleman, which is, uh, which is actually on this website. Uh, we filmed it and published it. Um, they actually used um, injectable lidocaine in order to numb the area before I treated it. Uh, the advantage of local anesthetic is the fact that the area will be numb with, within a few minutes following the injection. Aftercare. The aftercare is similar, um, is minimal after this type of procedure, although the risks of infections are very low after a superficial cosmetic procedure, it is advisable to instruct the client to apply the appropriate antiseptic cream twice a day. It will, this will drastically reduce any further risks of mild infections in order to reduce the risks of hyperpigmentation uh, sunscreen must be worn daily for at least three months after the last treatment and this is true especially the hyperpigmentation is, uh, is a problem all the time after the use of lasers or any other um, most other treatments in order to remove your syringoma. Sunscreen has got to be worn after the area has healed completely there's no any scabs left uh, and during the scabbing process just stay at home avoid direct or even indirect sun exposure so this is this is almost all is syringoma removal using lasers painful in general a laser treatment is not painful um, or causes very little pain that it is manageable for most people however some treatment that do involve um, do involve more pain such as fraxel lasers um, or for individuals who are uh, who have a lower pain threshold topical uh, anesthetics can be applied prior to the procedure uh, to reduce or eliminate discomfort side effects of laser treatment this is quite interesting pain the most um, most people feel very little pain during the treatment due to the uh, measures discussed above, as you say, you use topical anesthetics, it's very difficult to, to, to get too much pain. Rarely there is a mild discomfort for the first day after, over the first day after surgery. Surgery is not surgery, it's the removal. Um, but Tylenol is very effective uh, for it. Redness. A pink color uh, may persist for two weeks to two months after laser treatment. In rare instances, it may, it may last three to six months. This is more common in people who have a history of flushing and uh, blushing easily or who, have, who already have dilated vessels on the surface of the skin.
wound healing. The CO2 laser causes a superficial wound to the skin that takes approximately 10 to, uh, 2 to 10 days to heal. The superficial injury of the outer layers of the skin may result in mild, moderate swelling. Crusting is rare, but peeling is common. Once the surface is treated, it may be sensitive to the sun for approximately four to six weeks. Pigment changes. The treatment, the treated area may heal with increased or decreased pigmentation. This is rare and occurs most often in darker skin types uh, two to six weeks after treatment. Hyperpigmentation usually fades in three to six months. Uh, though rarely pigment changes can be permanent. Now, hyperpigmentation is a problem that if it's not tackled, it's going to stay there. But uh, if you tackle it with certain products, then it can actually be um, can actually be removed. So it's not it's not a big deal. What is a big deal is hypopigmentation of skin types four, five, and six because hyperpigmentation pretty much there's not there's almost nothing that can actually uh, resolve it excessive swelling immediately after the surgery there will be swelling uh, of the skin this is a temporary condition and will resolve in three to seven days especially the second the first and second day after the treatment the swelling is going to be quite significant um, to the upper eyelids and then it will actually move to the lower eyelids the second third day um, so it's sometimes it's so um, severe that people cannot open, cannot open their eyes, and that can happen. It's like TCA. Scarring. Uh, there's a very small chance of scarring. This includes hypertrophic scars or atrophic scars, very rarely keloid scars. Keloid scars are very thick, raised scars, formations. But basically, if you have never had any keloids, therefore, it's quite difficult that you're going to get scarring, this type of scars anyway. Um, to minimize the chances of scarring, it is important to follow post-operative instructions carefully. It is important that um, any prior history of unfavorable healing uh, be reported to your beauty practitioner. Do not pick the scabs. Eye exposure. There's also a risk of harmful exposure um, to laser surgery, to, to laser light um, of your eye bulbs. It is important to keep your eyes closed and have protective eyewear at all times during the laser treatment. Basically, it's not eyewear, uh, eyeball, eyeball protection, titanium eyeball protection, ideally. Infection. Occasional infection can occur if not treated promptly. This could result in scarring. So, pretty much. Laser treatment has, hasn't, hasn't had many scars reported, thank goodness. So. Scars and infections. Cost of laser treatment. Laser skin resurfacing is considered a cosmetic procedure, thus it's not covered by your medical insurance. Costs vary between uh, type, uh, the types of lasers used. According to the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, Non-ablative optical devices treatment value, uh, value concerning uh, 1,000 per session, whereas ablative treatments are concerning $2,000 per session. Um, and that's pretty much it for this article. So laser treatments are not the cheapest at all.
and we advise you to actually seek other type of treatments which we actually talk about on syndromaremoval.com so thank you very much for watching